This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller along with Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state letting you know about people, places, and events that make Mississippi a great place to live. Today we'll start our road trip in Jackson for the 20th annual Susan G. Komen Metro Jackson Race for the Cure. Next we'll head to Natchez for the 4th annual Classic European Auto and Motorcycle Show. After that we'll travel to Tupelo for Bud and Burgers competition and end the show with blues musician Dexter Allen. Hold on tight, we're going for a ride here on Next Stop Mississippi. can be just what the doctor ordered. Take the greats, Ella, Coltrane, Dinah, Miles, and Monk. Mix in the contemporary giants like Shure, Hour, Crawl, Malone, and Benson. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller along with Kamel King. Today I am back in the studio. Back! Yes! Very glad to be here after a little bit of a break. And Kamel King is as handsome as ever. And so happy to be back with our great MPB listeners. Good to see Felder. We were so excited to see one another. I think we were making a little too much noise outside of the studio door. Sorry. That's all right. You can't contain the excitement. It's the MPB family. That's right. That's right. Michelle, uh, so appreciate all the good and hard work you put into this show all the time, but especially in my absence. And really glad to be back and... Really getting out there, exploring the state again, and all the Man. great things going on. Spring has sprung, yeah, and that means events are springing, too. And what else has sprung is Dot. That's right. I had a, a baby girl while I've been gone. She's 10 weeks old now, and wow. just um, a little dream. She's mm-hmm. a really easy baby, and you know now I'm realizing my first child was maybe not... Um, the easiest, maybe. <laughs> you don't have anything to compare it to. Yeah, I, would, I had, not, you know, I was naive enough not to know. So uh-huh. I'm very grateful. Um, we were, you know, a couple of weeks in and looked at each other and said, wow, that first <laughs> go round was rough. So uh, all is well on the home front. Thank nice. you. Thank you, Kamel. Oh, man, we missed you so, so much. Michelle and I and Java and everybody, and I'm sure the listeners. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And we're about to miss you some more. You have been a traveling man. You have been all over the continental U.S. this spring or in 2019, really, uh, taking that Mississippi story and uh, talking about our culture and Mississippi as a great travel destination. So I want you to tell our listeners about what you're going to be doing doing next week. I this sure is will. pretty exciting. Oh, man. Well, look, I have to say, starting off, thank you to you and Craig Ray and to the state of Mississippi, because a little known fact that people don't know is Mary Margaret hired me into tourism. So I worked for Mary Margaret, and then when she ascended to other places, I then stepped into these gigantic shoes that oh, I still have no, yet no. to fill. But it has taken me on a journey with our executive director, Craig Ray, of Visit Mississippi to Shangdu, China, and we will be over Shangdu, there. Shangdu, China. From Jackson, Mississippi to Shangdu, China. Ooh, 22 hours of flying, wow. but I am so excited. And uh, we are going to be a part of the Music Cities uh, Convention, uh, where we will be talking about Mississippi music and our heritage and spreading the blues and, and all of our culture and, and just assets abroad. So we will be talking directly.
directly to uh, Chinese uh, delegates and citizens and tourists and people from all over the world will be uh, presenting at this conference. That's so cool, Kamel. Now, do a lot of visitors from China come to Mississippi? They do. They do. But this is an effort to make even more uh, of a synergy, you know, between China and Mississippi and to just let them know, uh, you know, Asia abroad, that it is we are a great place to visit and our, you know, winter time is great to come, summertime great to, to, to come. We've got so many things to share. That is so exciting. Well, safe travels to you, and uh, I know you're going to really win them over with uh, telling about all of our great Mississippi Blues Trail markers, the amazing yes. music museums we yes. have here, and, of yes. course, that great old Southern hospitality. Oh, you know I'm going to give it to them. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, on the line, our first <coughs> guest this morning for the 20th annual Susan G. Komen Metro Jackson Race for the Cure, we've got Shannon McLaughlin. Welcome, Shannon. Good morning. How are you? We're great. We're great. Thanks for making time to be here. You're the event coordinator for this uh, 20th annual WOW Susan G. Komen Metro Jackson Race for the Cure. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your interest in this race and how you got involved. Well, I have actually been involved with the steering committee for the Metro Jackson Race for the Cure for about 15 years. So it's been a long time back when I started when I was in healthcare marketing helping organize our teams, and then rolled onto the steering committee. And then for the last probably five or so years, I've served in the role as event coordinator and then also help chair the marketing and publicity team. So have a lot of involvement with the organization. It's um, definitely something that's close to my heart from, first of all, being back in the healthcare realm, but also just I've lost a friend to the disease. Uh, my business partner was diagnosed in you know, at an early age. So it's just all around us. So it's a wonderful cause and wonderful organization. Now, Shannon, I mean, uh, of course, everyone knows that there are lots of wonderful, wonderful uh, races for the cure uh, by different organizations. But the Susan G. Komen uh, Race for the Cure, I mean, is one of the largest in the world, and, and it always makes a huge impact every year in Mississippi. Uh, how important is it to the research and the furtherance of eradicating breast cancer uh, to this race? Well, then that is one one good fact that you mentioned is with the Komen Race for the Cure, it's unique in the fact that 100% of the net event proceeds raised from race or other Komen events like the Pink Tie Party actually go towards breast cancer. So with that, 75% stay in the service area, in our Mississippi service area, but 25% go towards research. And Komen funding has been part of every major breast cancer research breakthrough. So mm-hmm. it's huge, um, you know, just because not only are we fighting to put an end to breast cancer and helping with research, but we're also here locally helping our fellow Mississippians in just the daily fight of it with where the funds go. And it works to where those funds might go and for example, sometimes in the Delta region, it's for transportation to help these people get to visits, or it goes towards diagnostic tests or mammograms. So it's making a difference in daily lives as well as impacting research funding and breakthroughs. Yeah, talk a little bit about some of the issues related to Mississippians, Mississippi women, and breast cancer. It just sounds like access to care, like you just mentioned, is one uh, thing that really uh, this work helps support. Uh, What else do we need to know? Well, it is. Mississippi does have a high rate of breast cancer occurrence. Now, the average is one in eight, which is, I mean, that's a staggering average. And, you know, a lot of times people used to look at it as an older woman's disease so you didn't really focus on it if you were in your 30s or 40s or if you're a man and in fact breast cancer does affect men I've actually met several men when I've been out in the community doing breast health education that have actually had breast cancer Um, and then a lot of people that are diagnosed with breast cancer don't actually have a family history of it and with it striking younger again I think in the past the thought has been, you know what, I'm not 50 or 60, I'm not at risk. And that's unfortunately, it's just, it's not the case. It strikes younger and younger. Um, As I said, I had a friend who went in for her initial mammogram and by that, they didn't, you know, just the initial 
one that you have when you're 40 and it had already spread to her body, but wow. there was, you know, there wasn't screening before then. And so it's just, it's really, really important as Mississippians that we do look at our health, um, have our doctor visit, get the mammogram. And uh, yes, and uh, you know, in the Delta region, transportation is an issue. Um, and so that is important. You don't a lot of times think of funds. You just think of diagnostic testing or mammograms, but some of, some of these people don't have a way to get to the doctor or to get to the facility to be tested. So the common funds help with that. And that's one way with working through grant partners. That's how the money gets back into the community. It's approved and monitored. And so these local organizations know their immediate community and what their needs are. And so it's a great way for those funds to really get where it needs to be to help the people that need it. That's wonderful. I know all of this research really goes towards helping um, have more survivors. And and that's something you guys really do with this race. You celebrate survivors. So talk a little bit about how you're doing that. Yes, we do. We do. It's it's a wonderful morning. I just the energy around the village, which is kind of our little home center is amazing. And all the pink it is. it's, It's about celebrating our survivors, honoring those we have lost celebrating the people that are co-survivors that, you know, have helped a survivor through that journey. But we do, we have a large survivor breakfast that kind of kicks off the morning. So we encourage all our survivors to come in and join us. It's a special tent and a nice breakfast. And then we essentially kind of do a roll call where we recognize all our survivors by the years of survivorship and line them up out front and uh, you know, just really celebrate these men and women that have been impacted as well as, like I said, the ones that have been affected. Because a lot of times I think people don't realize you, you you focus on the person that's been diagnosed, but a lot of times the people that are close to them, it greatly affects, affects them and impacts them as well. So it's a wonderful way to just celebrate all of these people, but also create awareness and then help raise funds to, you know, get rid of this disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I love that um, notion of taking care of the caretaker. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, really a big part of of these terrible diseases. And, you know, anyway, that's that's great. Now, um, Shannon, give us a few details about the race. It it takes place next weekend. Um, Talk a little bit about the location and what all you've got going on. Yes. So it's next weekend. It is Saturday, April the 13th. It's actually going back to the location that it has been housed in for the past several years which is at the Old Capitol Museum and War Memorial Grounds in downtown Jackson. Registration will open at 7 a.m. And then we'll have our survivor breakfast at 7.30, start lining people up around 8 to get them ready. Uh, What we'll have this year is a kids' one-mile fun run. We'll have a 5K with an optional timing component and then a 5K walk. So, one thing that is a little different is that we no longer offer the 10K. We're trying to get back to the roots of the event and why we do it. And it basically Race for the Cure has been a 5K event. And so we're just kind of taking it back to that and focusing on what it really is and what it really means for the community. That's great. And then I do want to mention as well for people that may not want to get up that early or, you know, might not be in town that you can still participate in the event. And we have an option that is called Sleep In for the Cure. And so with that, you register, you can be part of a team. You're actually part of the event. You're a recognized participant. You get a special T-shirt, but you don't actually have to come out there and show up. So you can sleep in that day and you're still helping the cause. And so I think that's a really fun event, that, uh, fun portion for the event that a lot of people could take part in. That's really cute. Sleep in for a cause. I, I think that's probably more in my wheelhouse these days. That's great. Genius. Pure genius. <laughs> I think so, too, because I don't want to get up or you know, I'm out of town that weekend. I'm like, no worries. You can still be part of it. <laughs> we it's have special. an option. Yes, we have something for you. And with it being the 20th anniversary, we're just we're really trying to encourage people to come out and support this event because it, it's been a long time um, with with the money that's been raised from this event, Metro Jackson Race for the Cure has invested about $3.5 million in community wow. breast health programs. And then um, over $800,000 is going to breast cancer research. So that's just from our affiliate here locally. So 
this event is the largest event and it really makes a difference with all so everyone that you know if you enter if you sponsor your funds are going to a worthy cause for sure Absolutely. And as you mentioned before, one in eight um, in Mississippi are diagnosed or uh, with breast cancer, 3.5 million. um, You guys have raised towards that cause of, you know, uh, sadly, a lot of us um, have personal connections with this disease, um, but all the more reason to get out and help celebrate this 20th anniversary of the Metro Jackson Race for the Cure. Shannon, tell our listeners where they can go to register and just get more information about next Saturday's race. Certainly. They can register at org, and on there they'll find the itinerary for the day. They can register. They can form a team, and there's more information just about Susan G. Komen in general and the affiliate and how they can get involved. Um, one thing I did want to mention quickly, too, another way that they can support the cause is that we do have Kroger doing a scan card promotion. So when you're grocery shopping and check out, you can option to donate money to Race for the Cure that way as well. That's great. Thanks for adding that tip, Shannon. I appreciate mm-hmm. you, and thanks so much for your time and for your leadership with the Metro Jackson Race for the Cure. Well, it thanks, is, y'all. It's time for us to take our first break, but when we return, we'll head to Natchez for the fourth annual Natchez Classic European Auto and Motorcycle Show. Don't go far. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. MPB would like to thank Daniel, Coker, Horton, and Bell and the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance for underwriting MPB programs. Your company can be an underwriter, too. Find out more. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. You get a fast car. I want a ticket to anywhere. Maybe we make a deal. Maybe together we can get somewhere. Any place is better. Starting from zero, got nothing to lose. Maybe we'll make something. Me, myself, I got nothing to prove. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with MississippiToday.org, along with Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. Before the break, we spoke with Shannon McLaughlin about the 2019 Komen Metro Jackson Race for the Cure. Lots of great funds being raised Mm -hmm. for breast cancer and breast cancer research. Uh, Appreciate that good work happening next Saturday in downtown Jackson. Now, let's welcome our next guest, our buddy Mike Marsh, president of the Mercedes-Benz Club. Uh, Welcome, Mike. Good to have you back. Well, thank you, Michelle. It's uh, good to be on your show. Well, I tell you, Mr. Marsh, you are always busy uh, doodling with the nice cars out here in the world. Well, that's that's what we do. That's our hobby. We, uh, we're a car guy. And, uh, so we put on a couple shows a year. And uh, this weekend, we're down in Natchez, uh, Rosalie, out on the ground. It's a beautiful location. Wow. Hope the people, hope the people will, will come join us. It's free to the public on Saturday. And uh, we've got a lot of things going on. Now, before we start talking about uh, the fourth annual Natchez Classic uh, European Auto and Motorcycle Show, tell us how it all began in, in the first year and what was kind of the genesis of it getting uh, started. I'm a car guy. I collect vintage Mercedes, and we didn't have really a European-type show anywhere in this part of the country. And I just said, if I ever find the right venue, I'm going to just try to start a show. So 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago, the Renaissance was just being completed, and I said, this is the place. Hmm. And uh, we started the show there. The management support us, took a, took a shot the first year. Ten years later, we had over 250 cars, and uh, that show's attracted uh, over 15,000 people a year for the last ten years. Hmm. And due to its success, some folks in Natchez said, hey, can you come down here and do this? And I said, well, let's talk about it. And I saw the grounds at Rosalie, and I said, what a beautiful spot to have a beautiful car show and one of our guys said well this is the pebble beach uh, pebble beach on the on the on the river as opposed to pebble beach on the pacific ocean <laughs> a huge car show 
out in California. Now, uh, Rosalie is one of the historic homes in Natchez. Uh, are you guys really, truly just right there on the lawn at, at this Anna, yeah. Annabellum mm. home? I guess it's yeah, Annabellum. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a huge lawn between the main house and the bluffs of the river, and there's a little cemetery on the very back of it, and we're, we take up that whole area. I think it's about the, uh, seven acres. It's uh, We'll have over 100 cars. We've lost some cars due to the rain, but... We'll have over 100 cars filling up that uh, show field from north to south. That's impressive. Now, we can hear some birds uh, tweeting in the background. It sounds like it's (laughs) turning out to be a beautiful weekend in Natchez. Now, uh, one of the elements of of these car shows, particularly, I guess, your uh, Natchez Classic European Auto and Motorcycle Show, are the caravans. Tell Mm. us about that. Well, we've got four caravans, uh, one left from Memphis this morning at 8 o'clock, and it's coming into Jackson, and it'll hook up with the Jackson folks and leave at 2 o'clock. Then we've got another one that leaves New Orleans at 12 o'clock, and it rendezvous in Baton Rouge at 2, and they'll come in. So we'll have four caravans that'll combine together, and they have a little mini parade through Natchez, uh, right down downtown on Canal Street out to uh, the View Hotel, which is where our headquarter hotel is. Those cars will all uh, all be coming. We lost a few of them because of rain, but actually I ordered the rain so we wouldn't have any problem with any of the love bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good trade. I'd lose a few cars to be rid of love bugs. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that any day. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, it's trying to clear off down here in Natchez. The sun's coming out, and uh, we had a little uh, overcast, but it's breaking. Uh, no rain is forecast of any substance today or tomorrow to probably tomorrow uh, early evening. So we hope to get the show in tomorrow and get everybody packed up and on the way home uh, before the rain starts tomorrow. Now, Mike, let's, if, if, it, if it starts, if it starts. Mike, let's get into the meat of it, man. What kind of cars can you expect to see out there from top to bottom? Well, first of all, they're all European and uh, you'll have everything in the exotic section, you'll have Rolls Royce and Bentleys. Mm. In the in the uh, classic uh, section, uh, you'll have Ferrari, uh, Maserati, mm. Lamborghini, and then you'll have a lot of British cars: Aston Martin, Austin Healey, MG, uh, Alpines, and then you'll have some German cars: uh, Volkswagens, uh, BMWs, a lot of Porsches, and a lot of Mercedes. The show is really two parts. If a car is 25 years or older, it qualifies for the Eurofest. If it's not 25 years or older, it's a special interest car. If it is limited production, uh, built for racing, or has an extreme provenance to it, then that that class of cars is judged as well. So it's really a two-in-one show, so to speak. Very cool. Now, Mm -hmm. Mike, are you bringing any cars from your personal collection? Yeah, I've I've got. Uh, in fact, I was in process of moving one in just a while ago. I'll have three cars on the field. They're all uh, old cars, and they're, they're my babies. I don't have a, 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 a duck camp or a bass boat. I don't play <laughs> golf. Grandkids <laughs> <laughs> my cars is what I'm all about. That's your thing. <laughs> well, what three? Don't don't keep us in suspense. Or do we have to come to the show to find out? Uh. Say again, I'm sorry. What three car, uh, cars out of your collection are you bringing, or do we have oh, to come I'm to the show to find okay. out? I'm bringing, I'm bringing a 1964 Mercedes 220 SE four-door Fintail sedan, <laughs> and I'm bringing a 1981 300 SD, a turbine diesel four-door sedan, and uh, the best driving Mercedes I've ever had, I'm bringing. It's a 1991 uh, 560 SEC two-door coupe. Mm. That in in 1991, it was the most expensive car Mercedes had, and in 1991, it sold for $90,000. Why is it the best driving Mercedes you've ever had? It's it's, it's got independent suspension. uh, It adjusts adjusts automatically. Mm. Uh, It's got a a big V8 in it, and it's got every accessory imaginable. It's got a two-way sunroof, a telescopic uh, steering wheel, heated seats front and back. Uh, of course, mirrors, air conditioning. It's just, it's just a fine car. And yeah. what color is it? It's uh, uh, Mercedes calls the color champagne. It's sort of metallic tan. Wow. The, inter- the interior is the same color. Champagne. That is too cool, champagne. Mike. That is too cool. Now, what do you think gets folks into classic cars? Like, what's that? Um, you know, first. Uh, 
step into becoming mm-hmm. an enthusiast? Well, a lot of times they had an uncle that had a MG or they had an aunt that had a Mercedes. And as a kid, they admired the car. The neighbor had one across the street. And as they got older and had some disposable income, they said, what the heck, I'm going to go find me a good MG, a good Jaguar, and and uh, start to play with it and work on it myself or have somebody work on it. And, and that's how a lot of people got started in the car collection business. And it's it's like any other hobby. You, when you get into it, if you're really into it, you just can't stop. It's kind of addictive. That's Mayor Margaret, I'll, I'm part of the club that inherited uh, Chevrolet Corsicas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a pretty unique car. I wish you still had one. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, my brother had a 64 and a half Mustang uh, when he was in high school and it didn't have any power steering, no air conditioning. Um, but man, he loved it, you know. Love you, right? And uh, so I do have an affinity for classic cars. Not quite there in my life to own one myself, but um, I do enjoy enjoy the. Well, the other thing about classic cars that, that a lot of people don't they don't believe in the for this reason. If they take care of the car, a lot of times the appreciation of them is significant. You know, you, yeah. you, you can you can have a car that 10 years ago you bought and you paid $18,000 for it. Today it's worth $30,000. Mm-hmm. Know, there was a car on TV the other day, a Ferrari, that was, was auctioned off, and the man declined $21.5 million. What? Needless to say, that's, that's an extreme, quite an extreme, but... Uh, there is a lot of interest in uh, in classic cars, and people don't realize what they are sometimes until they go to get the insurance, and, and uh, they have to get. Typically, they get a value, fair market value insurance for the car, and they say, "Oh, my car's appreciated that much. Yeah, it's up, it's up ten thousand dollars this year." There you go. You declined yeah. a twenty-one. Not, nice problem to have. That's right. That's <laughs> right, Mike. All right, Mike. Well, we're uh, glad you guys are in Natchez. It's such a great destination city, and I'm sure you're going to have a wonderful crowd uh, tomorrow, Saturday, April 6th, for your uh, big car show. Tell folks where they can go to learn more. Well, uh, they can go to our website, which is www.euro-fest.net. But I encourage people to come to Natchez because it is one of America's great classic cities with tremendous ambiance and it's just it's just a lovely place to visit in addition to seeing all the cars mm-hmm. you know, you got off on the bus down here you can tour the mansions pilgrimage in process there's a lot going on so just the uh, car show this weekend that's great well thank you Mike Marsh right. uh, with the right. thank you take care thank you sir yes yes All right, we're going to take another quick break, but stay tuned because when we get back, we're heading to Tupelo, heading north for the 2019 Bud and Burgers competition. This is Next Stop Mississippi, only on MPB Think Radio. When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall. Don't know flow, but who can you call? My damn. Whether traveling through Oxford or Tupelo, stuck in traffic in Jackson or Meridian, or cruising along the coast in Biloxi or Ocean Springs, MPB goes with listeners wherever they go. Your company's message can go along, too. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting to find out how. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller along with Kamel King. What a wonderful trip we've had so far. We're going to keep rolling, heading to Tupelo next for the 2019 Bud and Burgers competition. A little Jimmy Buffett for you this morning, Mississippi guy. Do we not have the best producers in the land? I mean, between Michelle, our, our bomb producer, and when Java sits in, I mean, they play the best sound bites. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to have to listen to Tracy Chapman when I get in the car what? and leave today. That and, was a really uh, <laughs> little bit of a throwback I enjoyed. Man. 
not to mention that song that uh, song was sampled by Nice and Smooth, old school hip hop group that came out with a smash hit years later, sampling that guitar riff. Love it. It was Love great. It. You're like an encyclopedia of music <laughs> knowledge, Camille. No, not really. <laughs> well, speaking of, of music, we just saw Dexter Allen in the halls. He's yes. got his uh, guitar on his back. We're going to have him in in our next segment as our weekly musical guest and really excited to bring you a little live Dexter Allen this morning. Yes. Kick your weekend off on the right note. And uh, speaking of kicking your weekend on, off on the right note, next weekend, uh, Friday, April 13th, is the annual Bud and Burgers competition hosted by downtown Tupelo Main Street. Here to tell us more is Dalton Russell. Welcome to the show. Hey, Dalton, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Thanks for uh, joining Great. us today. Well, no problem. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Dalton, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you're involved with downtown Tupelo Main Street. Um, well, I'm a program associate here with the association, and um, we, we throw events throughout the entire year. And uh, part of our association, uh, our, our uh, mission statement is sustaining and enhancing the downtown experience um, as part of a Main Street program. And we strive to make our downtown a more vibrant area and uh, a more fun-filled um, place for uh, the community and families uh, alike. So, so yeah, we do a lot of events, but that's not just uh, that's just one part of our association. So, um, it's all fun. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think uh, traditionally when uh, Main Street programs started popping up around Mississippi, you guys have now had a, a really long history in the state. Uh, a lot of people thought of you as, you know, um, improving facades or, you know, getting uh, businesses back downtown. But you guys are really right. in the business of events and experiences as well. Most definitely. Um, Bud and Burgers, is, uh, we, we partnered with Mitchell Distributing for this. Uh, this is our fourth year in a row, and um, this is basically a kickstart to our event season here, you know, in April, and um, we're just so excited uh, about it. So, yeah. Now, how how long has Bud and Burgers competition been around? Um, I'm not quite sure about that. I know that um, they partnered with us for about four years, uh, and they do it throughout different communities in Mississippi, um, and, you know, we just... Uh, I know we've done it for four years. So mm-hmm. uh, it's something that they they pick uh, different organizations, and uh, we just so happen to be one of the lucky uh, associations to um, partner with, and we're so happy about it. Very cool. Now everybody loves a burger. You know, mm-hmm. you can do it a million different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, all beef, go turkey. Mm-hmm. I've got a veggie burger recipe that really? you know you'd never right. miss the meat. Um, That's what they all say. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, it's um, a secret ingredient uh, that was pitched and they uh, accepted. And um, so the um, teams won't know what the secret ingredient is. Oh, wait, Dalton, uh, we're losing you a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Say that again, okay. though. So stay in one spot and tell us again about the secret okay. ingredient. Um, well, that's something you table here in Tupelo for this year uh, to kind of revamp the competition just a little bit. And uh, I don't have for as a ingredient, but um, that's sort of like the cook-off competitions you'll see on Food Network and everything. It makes it a little bit more of a competition, uh, and it's all fun, fun, um, fun stuff. Yeah, so looking forward to that. Okay, yeah, we're losing you still a little bit, Dalton. Um, we're, yeah, you try to find another good spot, and uh, and if we don't get you, we'll get you to All call right. back in. Um, now, uh, is there still time for folks to register to participate? Uh oh, Dalton, did we lose you? Uh, hey, I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, we've got you back on, Dalton. All right. So, yeah, absolutely. So it's a, a big weekend in downtown Tupelo. Uh, the burger is the center of the competition, but you've got other programs, other activities taking place as well. Most definitely. We have uh, some kid-friendly games, uh, you know, uh, like cornhole tournaments, uh, ping pong, uh, ball table set up in our new alley space. 
uh, we've uh, revamped our alley uh, across the street from our um, our office, and uh, hopefully we can do that with all of our alleys. But uh, those games will be set up in the in the alley um, for the kids, and uh, we'll have a DJ here as well, uh, getting some shout outs to people and and uh, keeping the night going uh, with some entertainment and, uh, and all that good stuff. So. And you've got a live musical performance by Bikini oh, yeah. Frankenstein. <laughs> Bikini <laughs> Frankenstein. If that's oh, not yeah. the uh, most unique name I've ever heard. Tell me about Bikini. Yeah. Is it Frankenstein in a bikini or what is kind of the uh, setup here? No, it's just a great man um, that is local and uh, they play a lot of good old older songs like from the 80s and all that. But um, nice. they're, they're, make it a great great night all right Dalton well that is wonderful I know um, this is an event folks look forward to throughout the year and it's happening again Friday April 13th that's next Friday Ooh, Friday the 13th from 6 to 9 p.m. in downtown Tupelo lots of opportunities for the kids uh, opportunities for the home chef so we hope people will check you guys out thanks so much for making time to be on the show Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. We're going to take our last break, but when we return, we'll end our road trip with our musical guest, blues guitarist and singer, Dexter Allen. We are so excited. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up here on Next Stop Mississippi, only on MPB Think Radio. MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org underwriting for more information. An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Take the greats, Ella, Coltrane, Dinah, Miles, and Monk. Mix in the contemporary giants like Shure, Rittenauer, Crawl, Malone, and Benson. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. You're listening to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. Listening to MPB Think Radio. This is Next Stop Mississippi. 
coming through your radio right now is Put Your Blues on Me by Dexter Allen. This is off of his new album, Live from Ground Zero. Hi, Dexter. Welcome hey, to the hey, show. Hey, hey, glad to be here. We are so glad yes. to have you here. Camille and I have had a great show today, and I just can't think of a better way to top it off. You're like the cherry on top of the ice cream sundae. <laughs> there you That'll go. Work, man. That'll always work. <laughs> now, Dexter, uh, Camille and I have the good pleasure of have mm-hmm. known you for knowing you for quite some time. Long time, long time. You've had a, a wonderful and exciting career. Yes. Uh, but tell our listeners a little bit about you, you know? Well, you know, Dexter Allen, you know, country boy, I always say, born and raised in Crystal Springs, uh, you know, and I, I sing and I play music, you know, that's it. Uh, you know, travel all over the world. That's what I know, was about to say. I'm yeah. always repping Mississippi, man, you know, because this is the root of it all, you know, and uh, it's just been a pleasure to be able to uh, bring um, my talents and gifts that I've nurtured here in this state, yeah. you know, uh, abroad, you know, and people... <laughs> I guess it's kind of like when I go places and they say, hey, hey, we got a blues guy or guitarist from Mississippi. They're looking for something, you know. That's right. They're, they're looking for something special, something outside right. of the ordinary, you know. And I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to give them that, you know, from time to time. You do. I mean, yes, no indeed. one has a stage show like you. Yep, yep. And, and what I love about Dexter is, is you know, of course, uh, blues is Mississippi's greatest asset. And right. it is the brand and music asset that mm-hmm. we push. Uh, but Dexter is a renaissance man. And that's what I love about him and his image, because he is a poised, he is a business, poised businessman. He is an, you know, intellect, but a songwriter, but also a real deal blues man. Camille, I appreciate I need You need to go on the road with me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, you know, as you said, Mississippi being the root of the blues, when I go places and my 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 platform is to bridge the gap. You know, when, mm-hmm. when you when you talk about blues, because when you talk about blues, I, I feel that blues doesn't get the mainstream attention that it deserves. But it's definitely the nucleus of all that is. That's right. You know, so I'm I'm one of those that, you know, you're not going to hear just a whole lot of just traditional stuff. You're going to hear a mixture of it all. I call it gumbo. Mm. You know, it's just kind of all mixed in there. You know, bridging that gap with blues, with, with, with funk, with R&B, with yeah. hip hop, with country, with jazz, you know, make it all, you know, make it all relevant. Yeah, well, you know, I think that's interesting because you you could have taken any path, Dexter. Definitely. You started in gospel. gospel you could right. have done mm-hmm. funk or hip-hop, mm-hmm. but you, you choose to kind of lead with the blues. Well, you know, uh, uh, I was lead guitarist for legendary Bobby Rush. And um, All right. one day we were in the studio, and I was going around playing things. He said, you know, why do you just play guitar? He said, you can sing. He said, you play bass. You do. Mm. Just be an artist. Don't just so much say you're just a blues artist because you're more than that. He said, you know, use all of your talents because you got them if you can. You know, don't just, you know, solidify yourself in one direction. Let the world see all of you. So when I started writing music and writing songs and recording, I just, you know, I write what I feel. You know, I write what I feel. They say, well, this isn't just all blues, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there are places I go and I see the youngsters. They're like, oh, you got a show? Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a blues artist. And they're like, oh, well, I don't know. I said, well, come see the show. When they come see the show, they're like, man, you're great. Because whatever their interpretation of whatever they think mm-hmm. blues is wasn't mm-hmm. what they saw. Yeah. But they got it. Yeah. You know, but they got it. But blues and gospel, definitely my roots. Absolutely. Definitely my roots. Definitely. Now, I, I like how you uh, kind of think of yourself as an artist. You certainly are. Um, Thank and, you. But a lot of folks, you know, the, uh, those of us who just listen to music, consume music, we're not particularly talented in music. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an idea of what that means to be a blues musician. It seems glamorous, exciting. You're all over the world. What's sort of that hidden aspect of being an artist, of being a creative person that maybe not everybody knows about? Well, you know, I... <laughs> I was. I had a client in the studio the other day, and she was writing a song. I was assisting her in writing a song. I said, write songs that the everyday man and woman can connect to. Mm-hmm. You know, you shouldn't have to have a thesaurus to kind of figure out what certain words mm-hmm. mean, you know, because I hear some songs today, and I'm like, well, what does that mean? Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not hip to it. Uh, you don't know what it means. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that strategic songwriting. But for me, it works when I can connect to the everyday man, woman, boy, or girl. You know, it's simple. Less is more. Mm-hmm. You know, even musically. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell the guys, you got. You know, my son's a producer. He's a, uh, uh, a musician and singer. I said, you got too much music happening in yeah. there. You know, it's too much. It sounds good for a musician. Yeah. But for someone that doesn't know how to play, they don't understand what you're doing. 
Now, didn't MPB's <laughs> own and now uh, uh, comedy superstar uh, Rita B used to drum for that's you? That's right. That's yeah. Right, so you gave right. her a big Rita a big B, chance. Rita B was uh, she uh, she traveled with me abroad. Uh, someone actually someone um, asked me not too long ago, who was the girl that was in Amsterdam playing with you with the hair on the drum? <laughs> yeah. I said, oh, that's Rita B. You got to look her up now. She's she's on a totally different platform. Yeah. But yeah, she was and a solid drummer. You know, a solid yeah. solid drummer. She loves me. I think she's in Africa now playing drums for somebody. Wow. Yeah, she left right. yesterday. She's with wow. Tania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a very talented individual. Well, Dexter, you have been, um, you've done for a lot of musicians what Bobby Rush, I believe, did for you. You've gotten mm-hmm. people started. You've mm-hmm. encouraged them and really cultivated them. Uh, but hey, enough talking. Will you play a little bit of a song for us and then we'll talk a little more? I will. I'll, I'll, do, I'll, I'll do something Will you tell you? people about this guitar because it's just beautiful. <laughs> I'm telling you. They can't see that it. That is flashy. This is an Ibanez edition. A lot of the bluesier cats doesn't really play the Ibanez more of a rock thing, but this one here I kind of fell in love with it because it has a tone that I like, you know. So we just we just kind of it's kind of like a pearl, a milky pearl. Yeah, everybody said, yeah. well, "What's her name?" I said, and "I don't, know. I don't know." She doesn't have a name. I just. <laughs> <laughs> and girls are going through things all across this world sometimes bad sometimes good things don't work out the way they should hold on don't give in sometimes you might not have no friends the darkest hour is just before day Keep going, and you make it anyway, you know why. Cause when things just ain't right, you can't give up your fight. Gotta keep going on each and every day. Know somehow things are gonna be okay. Although you try all you can do, nothing ever seemed to go through. But remember, I'm telling you the news. Any way you look at it, any way you look at it, it's still called the blues. Yeah. Ooh, that was funky still right there. Blues, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is why this segment yeah. is the best part yeah. of the show, yeah. the yeah. artist Original segment. Original tune, y'all picked that up. Wow, <laughs> Dexter, that is awesome, man. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. When you're putting these songs together, what is your driving heart? What's your muse? How do you get inspired? You know, sometimes it, it just comes to me. Uh, 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 I, sometimes I, I may know someone is going through something. I may overhear something, a situation, and and if I can connect to it, like, oh, man, that's something. Mm-hmm. Man, that, that's a song. Because mm-hmm. even though I may not be going through it, somebody is and somebody else has. Yeah, you know it has to be something that you can connect to, and then you gotta you gotta kind of have that thing to kind of bring it on stage too. You know, because mm-hmm. you gotta sell it. You know, you gotta you gotta sell it. I've been kind of dabbling in the acting side, and mm-hmm. one of the Go ahead. one of the directors said he said, you know what? He said, I think you can act because I've watched you on stage and you connect with people. He said, you just got to learn to connect with the camera. Oh, That's wow. Right. wow. He said, if you mm-hmm. can connect with people, if you can learn to connect with the camera, you'll be a phenomenal actor. So I'm, I'm like, okay, well, maybe maybe you got something. Look at because, you stretching. Because yeah. every song, you know, it's a song that I wrote. It may or may not be something that I've experienced, but I have to sell it to the people on stage so they can feel you know, the words and the meaning of the song. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So they can That's believe it, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Well, as we said, um, you've got a great stage act. You're fun to watch. You get out in the crowd. You have this uh, cool thing where you actually literally play the guitar with your teeth. Um, <laughs> and it sounds good. Like, who, how can and anyone And he still has his teeth in his mouth. <laughs> it's a beautiful <laughs> smile. Yeah, exactly. So far, I'm going to have to stop at some point. I'm going to say, you know, your teeth are getting old. <laughs> the dentist is saying, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, 
But no, uh, talk a little bit about why you chose to record live. Um, well, th- my first recording, first live recording, rather, uh, out of uh, seven projects I've released in, uh, thus far in my career. Uh, first live one, uh, Pastor Pick Productions out of New York uh, came down, and they were putting together a series and uh, with myself, uh, uh, Cedric Burnside, Shannon, Ma- Shannon McNally. And uh, it was kind of opted to be uh, a TV thing, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like Netflix. You go on Netflix and there's a series one. Uh, Lucas Nelson, uh, Willie Nelson. Son, I love him. Was, was involved in it as well. And um, uh, the guy, Johnny Reed, he, you know, he said, hey, man, I, I saw you in Maine. And uh, he said, I'd like for you to be a part of this. And wow. I said, okay. He called me early one Easter morning. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was half sleeping. He was saying, I said, well, it sounds good. And he said, yeah, it's going to be in Clarksdale. We're going to pay you. I, that's all I heard. We're going to pay you. And, I, that's, <laughs> and I, didn't, I didn't realize what it was until I got there. Yeah. Wow. Didn't really realize, you know, what it was. And then he called about mm, two weeks before. He said, look, he said, you can say no to this or not. He said, but uh, Paul McCartney is part of this project. He's a silent person. And they want you to pick one of his songs from his catalog, redo it, and do it live. I'm sure you said no. Well, I, I was thinking, well, at first he was saying Sir Paul. Well, I didn't know. He was saying Sir Paul and Sir Paul. And I, it didn't resonate. Until yeah. Was actually wow, Sir Paul. Man. So one of Paul McCartney's attorneys contacted me and gave me an access to this catalog, to his catalog. Incredible. Which is massive. I can't imagine. Very massive. Crazy. I I had 48 hours access to it to pick whatever I wanted to pick. Crazy. So I picked a song called Big Barn Bed, which was written by him and uh, his uh, deceased wife, uh, Linda McCartney, years ago. And uh, I redid it. And I I I put a Mississippi twist to it. And they like it. Yeah, beautiful. Man, like it. So that was that. That was definitely an experience. I love that. So, um, so look for that song. It's called Big Barn Bed. You know that synergy is super cool because mm-hmm. you know folks like the Beatles were looking to artists from Mississippi yeah. as they were yeah. you know finding their way, and then here it is coming full circle again. Yeah. You know? Well, like I said, the project was a great project. They had. Oh, multicams, uh, HD stuff, the recording truck, and when we walked in, we wasn't expecting all of that at Ground Zero. Sure. Me and the band were like, "Wow." Let's do it. <laughs> is this what we're doing? Yeah. And the thing is, we we didn't rehearse for for it like that, you know. And I told the guys, I said, let's just do what we do. Yeah. And the the, the 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 mixing guy, he called. He said, he said, how how long did y'all rehearse this show? I said, we didn't really. We just <laughs> did it. He said, but. Consummate y- performer right no there, overdub. right? He said, y'all don't have to do any overdubs. He said, everything was in line. Everything, all the songs, no mm. mistakes, no yeah. whatever. I'm like, that's just what we do. That's Dexter <laughs> Allen. We just did a show. <laughs> that's right. Well, Dexter, we're going to go out with good old days. and We've run out of time, but thank you for being on the show this thank morning. You. My pleasure. Yes. My pleasure. So, such a good treat to start our Friday off with you and kick off the weekend. We want to thank you, our listeners, for traveling with us today and thank all of our guests for joining us this morning on Next Stop Mississippi. If you missed part of today's show or you'd like to hear past episodes, visit mpbonline.org slash nextstop and listen to our podcast. For Kamel King, I'm Mary Margaret Miller. Stay tuned for our Friday Southern Remedy Show for Women and join us again next week on Next Stop Mississippi.